There we go. No intro Perfect. for no intro for those guys that are that are uh, listening to the audio version. Sorry, you missed it. <laughs> you missed it. You had to you had to be on the Facebook page. If you're not on the Facebook page, um, join Warrior Within Podcast. Um, there's a little page there you can follow, and that's where you can see the live version of the show. Um, get quick admin stuff out of the way. Um, if anybody has any questions, suggestions, comments, any of that good stuff, you can email askwarriorwithin at gmail.com. Again, it's askwarriorwithin at gmail.com. Okay, let's try this again because I forgot to hit the record button. We have Maverick Willett with us. Maverick is a former U.S. Army Ranger. He's a uh, nutrition and fitness specialist and coach. And he's going to join us and answer some questions about fitness and uh, nutrition, I hope. Yeah, let's hope so. Also, I know a thing or two about those things. But yeah, Chris, thank you so much for having me, man. I'm just uh, grateful to be here. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. So tell us, uh, tell tell us a little bit first about um, your army career. Uh, yeah, I, I uh, enlisted back in uh, 2012 on a um, you know option 40 contract. So I I went through the pipeline of you know basic training, airborne school, ranger selection, and went to a battalion after that. Um, was very fortunate to not have any injuries or anything during that. I took good care of myself. I trained a lot before that too to be ready. So I, I probably went into it more ready than I should have been physically. I got worse in basic training as a lot of people do because yeah. you eat the, the same stuff and the smaller guys get bigger, the bigger guys get smaller. You kind of meet in the middle. So that's kind of what happened to me. I lost like yeah. 23 pounds, but I could run like the wind. Um, but yeah, I went through the pipeline. Was fortunate to go exactly where I wanted to go. First battalion in Savannah, Georgia was there for uh right at four years um sustained a a back injury towards the tail end of that career and medically retired um because so yeah herniated two discs in my back during an airborne uh, training exercise and uh so that was no bueno had the option of staying in taking a different mos with like a a desk job but i really you know unless i could do the ranger thing i I, my heart wasn't in it so Decided to move on. Um, so it was a short-lived career. I had a lot of aspirations, but the, the injury cut it short. But um, but yeah, I did a lot of great things. Deployed um, with a special operations unit, which was which was amazing. Um, it was my, my dream at the time. Got to do that. I'm very thankful for that. Met some really cool people who I, I'm still in touch with today. Yeah. So I don't, I don't regret that. It was, it was a great best and worst times of my life. I'll just say that. Yeah. Those are friends for life. Those yeah. friends, you, yeah. You, you'll never lose those friends. That's for damn sure. How Very about, true. What was uh, what was Ranger School like? Oh man, you know I is, um. Is it as crazy as as we're all told? <laughs> yeah. So I actually did not get the chance to go to Ranger School. I was slated to go. Yeah. Right before, right, right after I got like I got injured, and then I was uh-huh. slated to go to school. Gotcha. So like I literally took the PT test, got yeah. the good to go, and then got injured. Ah. So I'm. Those, those uh, tabless rangers that, that get gotcha. a lot of shit in, in the military, but a, but yeah, yeah. I, um, I got to deploy and all that. But yeah, I didn't get the chance to go experience ranger school, unfortunately, yeah. which sucks. I was ready to go. I did the PT test. I was yep. good to go, and then got injured, and I was like, well, that that changes plans a little bit. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yep. I feel you, man. I got hurt too. I hurt real bad. Um. So tell me about the uh, fitness and, tr- and nutrition. What what brought you to that? So I, I was raised by two bodybuilders, competitive bodybuilders. So that was a unique upbringing. Um, my, my mom, very involved in She was actually the, the more successful competitor in terms of how far she went. She competed at state level. And um, I didn't out bench press my mom until I was like 17 years old. So no way. Very, Are you kidding? Yeah, yeah she's awesome. a beast. Wow. Way ahead of her time. If, if they, they didn't have the same classes they do now, like back then all they had was bikini or bodybuilding, no in between. Yeah. You know, now they have all the in-between classes and she would have crushed it. Her genetics were insane, but they just didn't have it back then. So um, she she just was didn't want to do what it takes to, to get to that level of size that women sure. had at the national level. But, um, you know, great genetics. She taught me a lot. Um, you know, I, I uh, had a very strong female role model growing up and um, just just seeing that and then training with them. And then I, I, re- I got a good level of knowledge early on with nutrition and training. Yeah. Um, you know, I had a very unique upbringing with that. So I, I took that knowledge into my collegiate athletic career yep. in the military, 
and then after. So I've, I've always in some way been involved in, in fitness and nutrition. I learned it from a very young age and I've been able to apply that to help a lot of people. So it's like a natural transition when, you know, social media took off, the internet took off kind of a, an easy step into, you know, helping people on a, on a large scale and yeah. being able to apply that. Yeah. Do you have uh, like your own studio and stuff or do you do it through a gym? How, how do you, how do you structure your, uh, your, your coaching? That's a great question. And I think a lot of people are kind of still uh, knowledgeable about how, how online coaching even works. I think a lot of people picture me as like a hologram in their living room, making them do yeah. push-ups, And it's, uh, it's actually mostly nutrition focused because that's sure. where the bulk of the change that people want to see is, is going to happen. So um, it's, it's custom nutrition plans. It's one-on-one -on -one guidance. It's a lot of accountability. My wife and I, Sophie, are very involved in our clients' progress. Um, so it's, it's very, uh, step-by-step -step guide. You know, there, I feel like there's a huge disparity with information, a lot of misinformation out there in terms of yes. what the hell do you do? You Google one thing and get 200 different answers. You got, you know, fad diets, you have people just trying to make money if supplements, meal replacement shakes. What uh -huh. do you do in this day and age? So we're kind of the bridge between the gap. We have, we show you how to sustainably, uh, lose weight, whatever, whatever your goal is, lose weight, gain muscle, whatever your goal is, we get you there and help you stay there. So we get people off that yo-yo cycle of, of fad dieting and, and repeatedly failing in that endeavor. Um, so it's a lot of nutrition. We do training plans as well. Um, we give custom workout plans, video demonstrations. Um, and then the accountability is the biggest piece to that is, is yeah, giving a for success. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I did a little bit of training too, uh, after the army and, and, um, you're right. Nutrition is, is it. Cause that's everybody. Hey, how do I get six pack? How do I get a six pack? You know, and then they're hitting, you know, sit up, sit up, sit ups, and it's like, no, sir, that's not how yeah. you do it. That's that's your diet, buddy. Yeah. Right. I was an in-person trainer for a couple of years, and I was so frustrated because I couldn't legally give nutrition advice. You know, your chain yeah. gyms and stuff like that. So they would, I'd work, I'd train their ass off for yeah. an hour, three times a week. But if they went home and the rest of their day wasn't conducive to what we were trying to do, it made very little difference. So that was very frustrating. But now I control that other 23 hours that actually produces the change they want to see. And, it's, and yes. as, a, as a result, the results have been far, far better. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's really cool. Um, I saw I saw you post something. Uh, I, I've been following your, your Facebook page and I saw you post um, – picture recently what did it say damn it it was something about how you can eat anything you want and still look great so how does that close work? <laughs> that's close like that yeah, so was... you can eat foods you love and still look amazing there you go um, so but that's close yeah so uh that's where the sustainability comes in you know with the harsh restrictive fad diets out there um mm -hmm. you know keto whole 30 adkins any of those uh starvation diets um, they lead to deprivation that leads to cravings that leads to binging and it's a binge purge cycle with a lot of people and you'll have your outliers that can stick to that kind of thing who don't have a, a, a demanding lifestyle. They don't have kids or whatever it is and they're able to adhere to those crazy protocols. Um, but for the most part, the average person, it's not realistic. So yeah. um, the thing is the society thinks makes you think that you have to be all or nothing. You have to completely cut out carbohydrates or completely cut out sugar or whatever it is to get results and you don't, you just need to become calorically aware of how much you're consuming, what you're consuming. Um, having those tools will help you get the results you want, maintain yep. those results in life and not have to deprive yourself. Yeah. How do, how do, um, how do macros fit into all that when you're talking about, um, you know, maintaining that caloric deficit or how, how do, how do macros fit into that? Well, when it comes down to macros, that's kind of like the next level of once you've mastered, you know, just sheer calories, right? Like how yeah. much are you consuming mm -hmm. and have we mastered, you know, have you, tr have you become aware of how much you're eating on a daily basis and have you been able to do that consistently to where you can establish some kind of baseline to how you react to, you know, let's say 2000 calories, right? Yeah. Then after that, you start talking about macros and it's like you, then you can determine the quality of the weight loss with macronutrients. So say for example, two people are both eating. 2000 calories. And for them, that's a caloric deficit, right? Maybe their, their maintenance is 2200. Mm -hmm. But one person eating 2000 calories has a high protein diet. The other one does not have a high protein diet. We'll consider it all things the same. If all, all fat, other factors and variables are accounted for, the person who's eating a higher protein diet is going to maintain more muscle in there and therefore have better quality weight loss than the person who is not paying attention to their macros. Gotcha. 
that's where macros come in. And then you can further dissect that with carbohydrates and fats and your ratio. Um, but for most people, that's a little bit down the road. We like to kind of baby step. And because if you throw everything like that at everyone, at someone at once, it's a lot of information much, and yeah. it's hard to learn. So we like to build, we just say, Hey, first off, let's just start making better food choices. Yeah. Let's just learn what's leading to you making, you know, these, these are having these binging behaviors or eating things that are detrimental to your progress. Let's, let's talk about what's leading to that. Let's start implementing sm little by little, small, small habits, better food choices, maybe some mindset stuff. Let's, let's get that on point. Why do you, what's your, why? Then we start building on macros and we start building on meal structure. And so in, in 90 days, you can accomplish a hell of a lot with someone who's committed in, in terms of now they have the tools yeah. to where they never have to guess again. And that's a beautiful thing. Right. Yep. It becomes like that second nature. Yeah. So, uh, how do you feel about, um, <clears throat> cause you're talking about the binging and, and all that stuff. How do you feel about intermittent fasting? I feel like, uh, it's way overhyped. <clears throat> I, that it's touted as this super magical scientific way to magically burn fat. I agree with Here's you. what happens with the majority of people. It creates a binge purge cycle because it, there's not a lot of education behind the people who are pushing it. And, they, and it's touted in mainstream nutrition as, hey, if you, as long as you fast for 20 hours, you can eat whatever you want. Yeah. And it's very hard to adhere to that long term when life happens, right? Take, them, yeah. take a mother of three, take, take parents who have eight, five, nine to five jobs. It's hard when you're expending glycogen and glucose with your brain thinking all day and trying to accomplish tasks to fast for that for that amount of time continuously. Now, some people can do it for a couple of days. Yeah. Then they, then, they, then they find out it's not sustainable. They go back to the regular eating habits and all of a sudden the weight comes back and here they are again in the, in the disparity. Right. Right. What intermittent fasting lacks is helping people become again. It's all going to come back to calorically aware. How much are you consuming in a 24 hour period? You know, everybody's different. And these one size fits all approaches don't usually work for everyone. Everyone burns different amount of calories at rest. Everyone burns different amount of calories while they're exercising. Everybody has different amounts of lean muscle, hormones, gut health, genetics, all these play into your energy balance. At the end of the day, people conflate calories in calories out with energy balance as well. That's a big one. It's two different things. Yep. So, um, you know, these are, these are things we help people with and we've created like a, a step-by-step -step blueprint with, all right, bullshit aside, <clears throat> This is how this is how weight loss works, and this is I don't want you to pay attention to anything else. This is what you do, and then later on down the road, once they have that understanding and they get to an advanced level, it's like okay, maybe you can fast and, and see how that benefits you now that your nutrition is on point. Yes. But if you don't have that foundational understanding, none of that stuff's going to be sustainable. Yeah, yeah. I always thought that was the biggest thing that people. Um, I feel like people think it's a magic answer. You know they. They just get into fitness and they immediately are trying to get into intermittent fasting. And I've explained to people a million times that you have to understand how your body works. That when you fast, your body actually hangs on to a lot of that fat. It learns. It learns your habits. So, yeah, I, I've never, yeah, I've, I've never been a fan of it. And I, I see so many people now preaching it. Oh, yeah. It's a fad. It, fads come and go. And. Um, if people like, like exactly like you said, they, they want to believe there's an easier fix. There's an easy button. People want to push the easy button. And you know, it's the, the, the paradox is once you become, once you learn how to track your calories, once you learn, you know, how to, people think that there's a lot of stress involved with tracking oh. calories, it's going to totally derail their life. The reality is it creates time and it reduces stress because you no longer have to worry or think about what you're going to eat. Cause you know, you've developed these tools from that brief learning curve that it took to get there. Now you have tools no one can take away from you. You take those for the rest of your life and they're they're not common tools. Most people, like you say, are looking for an easy fix and they're not willing to you know, develop those tools. But, but yeah, it's most people have a lot of mental things that go into why they binge and purge, right? Like right. for example, most people cope with food to escape stress, to escape anxiety. To, to make themselves feel happy for a brief time so they don't have to deal with problems. And yep. that's a very normal thing. I've done it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, it's a very normal thing. That is the internal issue that needs to be addressed. And a fad diet can never fix that. Yeah, I agree. So th that, that leads into your thoughts on keto because keto is such a big deal these days. What's up? 
Bad news, keto fans. No, um, <laughs> it's it's kind of same story, man. It's I I have a lot of anecdotal data, which with the PubMed folks who always want a PubMed study to prove things, it's not going to sit right. But the, at the end of the day, you know, all you have to do is look at someone's blood work who has tried. Um, you know, not only keto, but just long-term dieting, long-term low-calorie dieting, their thyroid hormone goes down. It, yeah. Their thyroid down-regulates. Their metabolism down-regulates. Sophie and I are members of a lot of keto groups on Facebook because we pull clients from there. We save them from that lifestyle. And if you look in those groups, it's mm -hmm. post after post after post after post of women falling off the wagon. There's always falling off the wagon posts. Ah, couldn't, could, fell off the wagon again. Yeah. Um, hey, how do you deal with hair loss? How do you guys deal with hair loss? I'm like, hair loss? Why would yeah. you why why would you pursue a diet that potentially makes you have hair loss? <laughs> and and that's because that's a side effect of hypothyroidism. Yeah. People develop yeah. Hashimoto's from long-term dieting. It's it's this obsession with wanting to see a different number on the scale. Keto can provide that short term. Yeah. Of course, if you yeah. cut out carbohydrates completely, you're gonna drop some water. What they fail to realize is when people, especially women, especially mothers, they need to thrive, not just survive. Because that's a that's a, one of the arguments of, of keto is, 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 you know, our ancestors didn't need carbohydrates to survive. Well, they were just surviving. We're trying to thrive. We're trying to develop our bodies, look a certain way. Yeah. If you take away yeah. the very thing that your body needs to have a very healthy thyroid, um, T3 and T4, for example, are converted in the liver. Mm -hmm. and, and, and you need fructose to facilitate that that action fructose comes from tropical fruits well guess what you can't have fruits on keto so it's yeah. there's it, go on and on and on about the detriments of this but i mean just test someone's body temperature on who's been ketoing for a while yeah your body temperature is supposed to go up after a meal mm -hmm. with i found anecdotally with a lot of people who have tried keto and, and if you test their body temperature after they eat it doesn't go up that's a bad sign that's not healthy yeah um Again, it's a, it's a sign of a down-regulated thyroid, and your thyroid is the thermostat of your metabolism. So yeah. I, mean, I will I will always be against keto. I'm, I'm not a proponent of any restriction. Again, and at the end of the day, it's too restrictive. Um, yeah. You know, parents, busy people, military, you, you can't restrict your most easily utilized fuel source and expect to be at your best. It's just not realistic long-term. doesn't work. And if, it it, work. if it's not a long-term solution, it's not a solution, in, in my in my opinion. Yeah, and when you when you're messing with your thyroid, I mean that people don't realize your thyroid actually affects your mental health as well. Um, hyperthyroidism or uh, an underworking thyroid can also um, increase anxiety, depression, uh, panic attacks, panic disorder. So yeah, that's all stuff that yeah keto can can increase all that stuff. So yeah, I'm with you. It's it's a fad. It's not good. I'm all about sustainability. I'm all yeah. about long-term health. I'm all about nourishing the body and, and getting the results you want and feeling great. And it's just hard to really do any of that when you're restricting carbohydrates like, like keto calls for. Yeah, you're going to feel like crap all the time. Um, do, you, do you get into yoga and, at all? Yoga, mindfulness, any of that stuff? Huge proponent of mindfulness. Mm -hmm. um, I meditate every single day. Have, do have done so. Or, yeah, I mean, I it changed my life. Yeah. Um, I used to think it was this hippy dippy like woo woo stuff, and once I started really getting into it and practicing deep breathe, deep breathing along with it, I cannot start my day without it now. It's yeah, it's amazing. It's it's when I do some of my best thinking. It's um, it's helped me become mindful of my own emotions and help me handle my day so much better. I don't get stressed about things that would normally stress me. Um, I'm able to think before I react. I mean, just, just so many benefits of meditation. It's something I mm -hmm. encourage all my clients to get into. Mm -hmm. um, it's a lot of self-discovery can be made when you're when you're fully present. And present is like the main benefit of it. I was yeah. someone who was hardly ever present. I'm always looking for the next thing. When you know, once I get here, I'll be happy. Once I once I find this, I'll be happy. And inevitably, it's like if happiness was where you were looking for, you would have already found it, right? Yeah. Like it's you manifest your own happiness. And meditation is just being practicing being mindful and it's it's such a great thing i can't i cannot um emphasize the positive uh benefits of meditation enough yep yep it, i love it I, I i just got into meditation this year um for those that don't know i i suffer for some, from some pretty bad ptsd and uh, panic disorder um 
and along with that is agoraphobia where I get I, I have a hard time leaving the house at times but this year it got so bad with the, the COVID stuff and all that and I was man I was trying everything and it was actually my brother that was telling me you know you should try meditating and I was like you know I've had therapists all you know the past 10 years telling me to meditate and I was like I just I don't know it just seemed foo foo woo woo to me so I just never did it and then this year I got into it and I'm like God, why did I never do this before because it is an amazing stress reliever it's like um, just letting layers of stress go and yeah breathing techniques yeah. all that stuff yeah it's great meditation alongside therapy um, it changed my life yeah. I mean I was I had a lot of trauma from, you know, before the military, like way before, and I hadn't dealt with it yet. And, you know, being, be, realizing what that trauma was, how that was manifesting in my relationships, how it was manifesting in, you know, who I was and, and yeah. the things that I wanted in life. And so that combo of, of, of you know, a good therapist and, and meditation, it was just, I, I, therapy is another thing I encourage a lot of people to, to look at. I think it's I love looked it. at in society as for, crazy people or people who have problems, but yeah. it's a performance enhancer. It's oh, a, yeah. it's a straight up performance enhancer. I mean, sports psychologists would not exist if they weren't doing something amazing with athletes, helping them stay focused and, and at their best. I mean, the organizations invest millions of dollars in these professionals to help these athletes mm-hmm. mentally perform. And I look at it as that I'm not, I'm not a pro athlete, but it helps me. Um, it helps me so much with just being mindful of who I am. Just get a different perspective. Absolutely. Um, yep. When you're, relationship especially i mean a lot of us get selfish and, and don't think of you know a lot of veterans especially um i found struggle with feeling and struggle with empathy yes. and therapy and meditation just has i have a long way to go but man it's helped me break a lot of barriers with that yeah absolutely um and fitness uh fitness and nutrition have have a lot to do with mental health um what are your yeah. thoughts on that I'm sure you, you agree. Can't have, um, <laughs> yeah, you can't have one without the other. I mean, yeah. that's why I focus on mindset so much with my clients. It's it's something that, again, a lot of people, you got first order change and second order change, right? You, mm-hmm. First order change is what most people do. They change their environment. They go from relationship to relationship to relationship. They go from diet to diet to diet, coach to coach to coach, and nothing changes. And they wonder why. And it's, it's because you have to make that second order change. What is, what are the thoughts leading to these things? What, what are you, is your internal narrative you're telling yourself? What ex- experiences and traumas in your life have you not yet dealt with and, and addressed and, and connected the dots and how that's affecting your life now? Yeah. Um, you know, I was one of those people and, and I, I, it affected my relationships. It was, you know, until I made that second order change, mm-hmm. I wasn't able to actually change my life. And once I did my life, 180. Like in one year, my life transformed. Yeah. So the mental, when it comes back to nutrition and fitness, you know, there are a million diet plans out there. There are a million fitness plans. There are a million workouts. There's so much different stuff, which is a great thing because there's so many resources. But at the same time, if you're expecting this monumental change in your life to happen from the newest fad diet or the newest plan or the, you know, whatever, um, for women, it's, you know, expecting their body image to change or their confidence to change from doing a fad diet or a new coach, whatever, you know, in, until you address what's giving you those feelings in the first place and start working on self-love and working on the feelings that are leading to the decisions you make with fad dieting and, and the disappointment and the purging and the binging, the shame and the guilt associated with those things. Yep. Those things will never change. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I use it. I use uh, fitness. Um, as a means of therapy also um just like you know whenever my panic disorders you know kicking into high gear i've always been a big proponent of um fitness anyway but when i go through depression battles and that kind of thing i immediately like okay i gotta get back into my workout groove you know and you know five days a week i'm at it an hour a day and you know within a week i see a difference you know, you get that, um, yeah, you get, um, I forget what it is, that brain chemical kind of flowing. There you go. You get the endorphins flowing and, and you can feel it. You feel happier. You feel, you just feel good. 
Uh, well, absolutely. Absolutely, man. Um, yeah, it's, it's, they go hand in hand. Um, you know, you, if you, you get moving, you feel good about yourself, makes you feel accomplished, especially if it's like the first thing in the day. I like to go on my runs just yeah. like I did in the military yeah. now, like 5 a.m. And uh, despite how early that was in the military, now I, I relish that because it's just it's a great way to start your day. Yeah. It makes yeah. you feel accomplished right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always more productive when I do something active in the morning. So, so yeah, absolutely. It's, it, it all goes hand in hand. It's a, it's all encompassing thing. The problem, the main problem in, in the industry, in the coaching industry that I'm in is most people don't focus on that piece. Most people just focus on nutrition and training, which those are important pieces, right? But without that third piece of mindset, without a coach, without someone who can talk you through those struggles you're having and, and talk you off the ledge from time to time. And, um, you really coach you instead of just giving you a plan it's hard to it's hard to get results it's hard to have it's hard to build a business on just the the, the first two yep um one thing another well another thing I've, I've always done and you tell me your thoughts on this I, I don't know that it's uh if it's healthy if it's not healthy um but my cardio I always do it first thing in the morning and I always do empty stomach cardio. What do you think? Is that a good thing? Bad thing? It's not good or bad. Um, okay. There's no data that proves that fasted cardio burns more fat than um, than fed. Mm-hmm. If if that's the purpose you're doing it for, if you're just if you're just doing it to to get it out, like do it first thing in the morning, that's great. I mean, that's that's awesome. Um, one one mistake people make, and one like thing that a lot of people do is they drink coffee fasted and do cardio Mm -hmm. right or they think pre-workout fasted and then do cardio when you wake up your body's in a stress state right so your cortisol is higher um you know you've been fasting all night from sleep and and so you're you're in a higher stress state and then when you consume caffeine caffeine's a great performance enhancer as long as you supplement that with proper nutrients so if you don't have any simple sugars in your bloodstream if you don't have any nutritional support with that caffeine, the caffeine's only going to raise, it's going to raise your adrenaline, which is going to raise your cortisol, uh, which for women is particularly important because then it's going to raise your, your estrogen, which is going to make, give you greater propensity to store body fat. So um, I'm not a huge fan of like caffeinated fast, fasted right. cardio, yeah. but just regular yeah. fasted cardio, it's fine. I mean, it's something that a lot of people do. They love it. And a lot of people have more energy. Like a lot of people just don't, don't feel like eating in the morning. So yeah. everybody's different. Yeah. You know, I, I don't, it's definitely not good or bad. I, I do it. I go running with nothing on my stomach, except some EAA, some essential amino acids. That's it. I don't eat. Um, then I come back and eat breakfast. There's nothing wrong with that. But I, I do think that stimulants first thing can be, can be harmful. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't do, I don't do caffeine period at all. Um, but, um, Good. Good for you. But I, for two reasons, I do the empty stomach cardio. One is, like you said, it's just to get it out of the way in the morning. It makes me feel good. And then the, the second thing is it, it gets my metabolism rolling. And then, mm-hmm. you know, right after a run, then I'll go have a nice big breakfast because my metabolism's cranking. You know, you, it, it'll break things down quicker than, you know, if you just woke up and had a big breakfast. Yeah. I remember in the military, I would be. <sighs> After that morning PT, yeah. after we, we'd go on like a five-mile run, I would come back and destroy some breakfast. Yes. Like yep. the biggest meals were after like a ruck march or like a run or something like that. Oh, my God. I would come back and destroy so much yep. food. Yep. But, yeah, there definitely get, definitely increases the hunger. Very cool. So do you have – do you keep fitness goals for yourself? I imagine you kind of have to just to keep – for your clients, you got to keep that physique and, and all that. But um, – outside of that do you do you keep fitness goals just for your own either mental um, and as, physical as health far as, i have goals for sure i mean i'm i always need to be working towards something to stay motivated in the gym um so I, i'm on a right now i'm just on a strength program where it has you know percentage base and i have goals to meet every week mm-hmm. and that keeps my workouts kind of um regimented and 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 with a purpose in mind i find that if i don't have a purpose in my training that I tend to get a little burnout. I'm just in there kind of just, I'm not putting as much into it. My training intensity goes down. I used to, I competed for a short while. So I, I did one show and I won and I just, after that I was done. I didn't, it wasn't really wow. what I expected it to be. Yeah. Um, so that, that was a goal at the time. So that my point with that is I, I always need something to be working towards. So right now I'm, I'm training more for strength. I'm getting a little bit older and um, you know, I, I find that the lower volume strength work for me and my body type tends to to work better it's more efficient i have less time than i used to with an eight-month-old son and running a business yeah. i need to get in be efficient and get out so 
Uh, I just get in and hit the compound lifts and the foundation I've built from 20 years of, of working out has, has helped me uh, maintain a lot and get a lot out of that. Sure. Yeah. I'm sure you have a, you have your own, um, schedule. I don't want to say schedule. It's not the right word, but your own, uh, regiment. Yeah. That you're just, yeah, I run as well. I, I, I do. Um, I, I like to run now. I, I didn't run for years after the military yeah. one because because of my back injury. And now I'm just now getting to where I can actually run again. And yep. I've, I've I dropped some weight. I, you know, I was up to like 260, and now I'm down to like 245, and yep. so that that helps a lot with running. I'm not like Optimus Prime out there trying to run. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I like to. My goal. Some like my goals have been just hey, run three times a week and gradually increase the duration that I'm running. Yeah. Um, and, and that helps me increase my intensity in the gym. And, and, and so yeah, I definitely have a standard for myself in terms of like, I think now more than anything, if I'm being honest, I want to be able to compete with my son when yeah. he's. Oh, when that's he's awesome. Younger. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because my dad pushed me hard. I mean, we we he we competed balls to the wall until I mean, he's 65 now, and I'm sure he can still hold his own. He's still squatting, he's still doing all kinds of stuff. So, um, you know, it's I want that relationship too, because that was a my dad and I were very close because of that, and yeah. I want that with my son too. And that's a healthy relationship, absolutely. We competed hard. I mean, we tried to play basketball a few times, and. I accidentally elbowed him, and he would elbow me back on on purpose to, to teach me a lesson. We, were, we competed hard, so oh, that's awesome. Yep, <laughs> I did the same thing after the army too. I I was like, um, after eight years, I got out, and I was like, I'm never running again. And <laughs> I now I run more, and I got I can tell you right now, I'm I'm healthier now than I ever was in my eight years in the military. Like I, it, that's awesome. It, that's the difference between doing it because you had to do it. And now doing mm -hmm. it because you want to do it. So, yeah. Yeah. Whole different mind frame. Oh, yeah. I hated running when I was in the military. I was, was the worst. Yeah. What are your views on um, supplements? I know supplements are such a, a big thing. I know a lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to get, you know, I'm getting into, uh, I'm going to start working out. I need to go get some creatine. Yeah. So what's, yeah. what are your thoughts? I have to be careful because I'm, I'm sponsored by BSN at the moment. I've been oh, sponsored okay. by them for, for three years. But yep. um, that being said, I know they'll agree when I say that, you know, nutrition comes first. If your nutrition isn't on point, yep. if you're not eating in a way that's going to help you get to where you want to be, supplements will do nothing for you. Nothing. Um, and there are a select few out there that I'll say just don't waste your money on. Like CLA, gimmick. L-cartonine, gimmick. Um, you know, most pre-workouts are way overstimulated. I mean, the, the minimum, like the average dosage now for a scoop of pre-workout is 300 milligrams of caffeine. Holy smokes. That's insane. A cup of coffee is 95 milligrams. That's I was two and just going to say, yeah. Or three and a half, sorry. Three and a half cups of coffee, which is outrageous. I mean, that's yeah. that's like, that's the caffeine. Then you have the other stimulants in there. Um, and so it's just, it's actually counterproductive to a yeah. workout because yeah. caffeine is a vasoconstrictor. So you want blood flow while you're working out and they try to counteract that with L-citrulline and L-arginine and other blood flow supplements, you know, and, but the, you can't out, it dehydrates you. Yeah. Right. And once you're dehydrated and your minerals are pulled, it's going to be really hard to actually have a good workout. And I found yeah. since I cut out pre-workout, my workouts have gotten so much better. I was a STEM junkie for years. I was, you know, crushing three scoops of stuff cause I was desensitized to caffeine and, yeah. uh, it was starting to really hurt my workout. So I cut it out and I, you know, like, like you now, I'm, I don't do caffeine or anything and, and my workouts have never been better. I have more energy. If you need pre-workout to feel like working out, you're missing yeah. something in your mouth. You're missing a mineral. You're missing something in your nutrition. You should not have to have caffeine to go work out. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, pre-workout, be careful. I mean, you know, most protein is, kind of garbage. Um, you just have to look at the label, see what's in it, yep. see what they do. With it. Um, most, most protein has, you know, a lot of fillers in it, malthodextrin, artificial sweeteners, you know, yeah. stuff that helps help it bind and stick. So just be mindful of that. I mean, you should try to get, in my opinion, you should try to get all your nutrients from food. Mm -hmm. That's just the best way to do it. It's the natural way. It's the way your body's going to absorb it best. There's a reason why a lot of those things affect gut health negatively. Yeah. Um, you feel good after. So, um, yeah, I mean, 90% of the stuff out there is is garbage. I will say there's a few that, that work well. Whey isolate in moderation is good. It's very mm -hmm. absorbable. Um, I prefer grass-fed whey isolate, so you're getting the you know the, the grass-fed nutrients, the micronutrients that come from grass-fed foods. Yep. And I, I 
food in general. I'm, I'm grass fed all the way. Um, creatine had been proven to, to work, but again, first of all, you can get creatine from red meat and fish. The other thing is if, if your nutrition isn't on point, you're not going to see a lot of difference from it. It's not. Yeah. And most people are not, are not eating optimally for their goals. You can't outrun a bad diet with supplements. Um, vitamin D is what's a vitamin, but I, I definitely recommend supplementing that. It's something that you definitely need, especially in, mm-hmm. in these times. Um, and yeah, there's a few other vitamins and minerals, but as far as just like the mainstream supplements, that's kind of my take on them. It's, it's yeah. a good way isolate can, can help you hit your protein goal after you've done your best with food. Yeah. Um, again, it's a supplement. A supplement's a good, a good diet. What about, uh, what about the uh, hemp protein? I've seen hemp it. protein. Yeah. I've been seeing a lot of that going around lately. It's I'm like, supposed to be all uh, I mean, natural derived from hemp, but I, I don't know much about it. I don't, I don't know enough about it to have an opinion, but my experience tells me it's probably bullshit. Yeah. I, I don't see it being, I mean, again, food, you can't beat food, you know, yeah. it's, and it's a hell of a lot cheaper chicken, chicken breasts and, 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 you know, beef are a lot cheaper than a $60 thing of, of protein. You know, it's, yeah. to me, yeah. it's just like, well, you know, and you'll get a lot of micronutrients and you'll, you'll actually progress more. Mm-hmm. Um, what I would do in college is I would, I would, uh, take the weight gainer shakes and, and, and do shakes and then I wouldn't be hungry to eat. And right. so I stayed, I stayed the same weight in college for four years straight. It didn't progress at all. You yeah. know, so yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, but, but college age kids, high school age kids are, are the most susceptible to that, you know? Sure. Yeah. But they have the metabolism of, of steel when the, <laughs> when you're at that age, you can put anything in your body pretty much. Like but, an incinerator. Uh, yeah. Um, what was I going to, oh, so in, in these times of COVID quarantining, um, what's a good, what's a good fitness regimen for folks that can't really go anywhere? If you can find equipment, great. I mean, even if it's just a one, a barbell and a few dumbbells, you can do a heck of a lot with that. There's the adjustable dumbbells. I know they're being marked up like crazy and it's hard to find some, but you can get really creative with bands. Um, yeah. My wife, Sophie, does a lot of band stuff and, and it's actually, I didn't used to really think much of bands, but if you know what you're doing, you can do a lot with bands. I, I saw a video the other day where they had three hooks on their wall, one at floor level, one at like waist level and one up top. And they would just attach it to whichever one they wanted to use. And you can do almost your whole body like that. So banded workouts i think um you know finding ways to up the intensity excuse me of a body weight workout is is pivotal slowing down your reps decreasing your rest time between sets static holds um you know fitting as much as you possibly can into an hour and then trying to increase that amount that you like i think you know obviously like in my opinion and, and just from experience people tend to work out too long and it becomes an endurance event versus a muscle building event um, and so I, I, in my opinion, and when you're doing it, when you're forced to work out at home, you should, you should try to fit as much as you possibly can in a one hour span, just crush yourself in an hour yeah. and you can do a hell of a lot in an hour, a hell of a lot. And I think it's, it's been a good thing in some ways because people have had to get creative mm-hmm. and, and find ways to progress from home and, and really get a lot out of body weight, plyo, um, plyometric, um, calisthenic type training. Um, and, and you can, if you're someone like myself, who's amassed, a, you know, a decent amount of, of lean body mass. You can maintain. I mean, you can maintain with body weight um, yeah. if you know what you're doing. I mean, you, you may not gain, but in times of quarantine, I think we should be grateful that we're, if we're able to maintain. And, and again, your nutrition is going to happen a lot. Of- <clears throat> yeah, this is where people, <clears throat> you can make or break your physique during a time of COVID. You can sit on the couch and eat potato chips or, you know, you could you could do something with it. But the uh, you brought up the band training. Uh, my... Um, my brother-in-law is a WWE wrestler, and yeah. uh, I did. Um, I used to. He used to. He forces me to work out with him when when we're at his house. He's like, "You're working out. Let's go." Um, but I did a band. He did a band training with me with the elastic bands. Um, just you know, he he's got one of those cages with the pull-up bar and all that stuff in it. But he was just you know, doing hooking the bands up to it in different ways, and I was blown away by how hard the band training was i was like holy smokes like it was ripping me man i was like damn this is crazy and he said yeah people overlook these but we use them all the time yeah it's very different (laughs) i i think for me i tried a band workout one day and i was just doing some upper body stuff and if you have the right angle and you have the right 
tension, if you have the right band, it's it's totally different type of, of exertion on your body. And I think people really underestimate how useful they can be. I've yeah. seen some really creative stuff on YouTube, people wrapping it over their shoulders and doing squats with them and, and deadlifts and, and back. I mean, you can work pretty much your entire body. And it's just uh, if you slow it down and you you really focus on the tension in the band and you know what you're doing, muscle, my muscle connection wise, you can get a lot out of bands for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's really surprised me. That was that was pretty cool. Um, what do you think are the three, if you had to pick three essential exercises to do at home? What would they be? To do at home. So we're assuming no equipment, right? No equipment. I would say, um, gosh, man, uh, does a pull-up bar not count? Oh, no, don't have a pull-up. no pull-up bar. It, it, okay. I, should, I should preface that by saying, because I know that there's different exercises depending on your goals. There's strength yeah. or if you're just trying to lose weight, stay fit. We'll say that. Heart rate is going to be the most important factor with that, getting your heart rate up and, and, you know, doing it often. You know, your body is a reflection of your habitual you know, activities. So right. heart rate multiple times a day would be just stay active, go on walks and stuff like that. But as far as exercises, right, um, yep. bang for your buck exercises. If you're, if you're able to do push-ups, mm -hmm. awesome, because push-ups work some core as well. It's if you're doing them right, they get a kind of a plank in there. So push-ups, I think uh, air squats are great so push-ups air squats and if i had to pick one more oof that's hard i would say I, probably lunges i mean a unilateral yeah. leg exercise i would say yeah. push-ups squats lunges i mean that's gonna it's gonna work as much as you can in three exercises um you can get a lot out of those i mean yeah. it's gonna challenge you get your heart rate up you can you can superset them um you can do all three i mean it's i think that's what that's what i would do um if, if, if i were limited to three for sure i mean you, you're obviously going to miss out on a little bit of hamstring a little bit of this and that but uh, it's hard to do hamstring body weight you, it's possible yeah. but anyway yeah I, I think i think squats lunges and, and push-ups would be my three very cool what do you think about burpees man i hate burpees i think burpees are useless <laughs> I, hate um, I agree with you I think there are a million different ways to get your heart rate up that are not as injury prone yes, as as burpees you. tend to be I know a lot of people who have injured their wrists, their shoulders, because as you get fatigued, you don't have the same reaction time. Your free reflexes go down. You start to get sloppy. You're going to the ground over and over. It's a lot of weight to go to the ground. It's it's just not – it's injury. It, it's very injury-prone exercise, and there's a lot of different ways to get your heart rate up, and they're not functional for anything. I don't – Yeah. Not a fan. Anytime I see burpees in someone's workout plan, I immediately nix it and tell them not to do it. Yeah. You know, that was always my thought with uh, – I, I have – um, I have quite a few friends that are like huge into CrossFit <clears throat> and it just looks dangerous to me. I don't know why it, it's so much of CrossFit. I'm like, uh, I don't want to do it. So yeah, I'm not I, a fan I, I of CrossFit got, I never got into it. Yeah. It's, um, I, I, don't get me wrong. There is a part of CrossFit that is very great. It's, it's yeah. the, the right CrossFit that originated from strength training and, and Olympic lifting. And, and that's what it's focused on. Um, cause I mean, look, this is going to maybe hurt some people's feelings, but the cross, the, at the CrossFit games, your rich Fronings of the world, your people who are the best in the world, yep. they don't train CrossFit. Those guys run a great performance enhancing drug cycle and they strength train. Yep. And that makes them good at CrossFit because mm -hmm. those exercises translate to everything. Yeah. So you will not see those guys practicing wall balls in their in their training cycle. Those guys, they're not doing kipping pull. I mean, they're they're good at those things. They may throw them in here and there, but they're good at them because they do strength training and they do yeah. very concentrated, um, you know, percentage based strength training. That 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 translates over. Now that being said, that's the kind of CrossFit that that I think is great. I think bodybuilders can learn a lot from CrossFitters. I think CrossFitters can learn a lot from bodybuilders. That being said, most of CrossFit is taught very wrong. It caught on really quick, and a lot of people got certified before they actually knew what they were doing with those lifts. Olympic lifts are designed to be completed one to three reps max, not done over and over and over and over again. They tax your nervous system too much. When you tax your CNS that much and you do it over and over, you're prone to injury, and that's why so many people get injured. And you, as a rookie in the gym, as someone who's just starting working out, as a newbie in the gym who goes in and starts starts their training with Olympic lifting, yeah, that's – that's dangerous. That's yeah. very dangerous. The people teaching it a lot of times are not great teachers. There are now again, there are outliers. I know there's some great CrossFit gyms out there. There yeah. are some amazing CrossFit athletes, and and the women in particular are incredible. 
but they, them as well. I mean, look how many of them got popped for performance enhancing drugs the past year. Not not judging their choices, but they train, they strength train, and yeah. and they and have a lot of help from from supplements to to have them look the way they do. One misconception is, and the reason I keep saying that, people look at those athletes and think that they do CrossFit to look like that. Right. They think yeah. that doing CrossFit will make you look that way, and it's not. Those people eat a great diet. They most of them run performance enhancing drugs and they strength train and that's why they look incredible. Mm-hmm. I agree. I have you for about ten more minutes, sir. So I'm going to give you the floor. Um, I'm going to let you plug anything you 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 have websites if people want to contact you for um, you know any advice if they want to get into a program with you. I know you gear your stuff more towards women. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, plug away. Tell tell us a little bit about what you got and and how people can contact you. Well, thank you, man. I, I appreciate that. Um, you know, I I, I I I love talking to you. I think you're an awesome dude, and, and I appreciate Thanks, you having man. me on the show first of all. But um, yeah, so uh, we we don't we're our website's under construction. We're 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 gonna flesh that out soon. But yeah. luckily, I have a pretty uncommon name, Maverick Willett, um, and that's my name on on social media. So Maverick underscore Willett is me on Instagram. Uh, Facebook, same thing, Maverick Willett. And, um, you know, you can find us on there. Welcome to shoot us a message. Um, you know, like I said, we, 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 yeah, we do focus on primarily on women and that's for a few reasons. Um, I, I tend to resonate more with women and, uh, I, I go back to my upbringing a lot. I had a great female role model growing up. My mom came from very humble beginnings and accomplished a hell of a lot with her life. She has a doctorate degree. She uh, was a champion bodybuilder. She black belt in Ishinru karate. She's I mean, list goes on and on. She's done so much with her life. So she did that despite having more societal expectations placed on her as a woman and doing it in a male dominated corporation and yeah. rose the rank. She's the head of a, a huge company. And so um, I naturally feel from that upbringing and from that example that was set for me, I naturally feel compelled to help uh, women be their best selves. So, uh, you know, I've always had more female friends growing up. It's just, it's just what it is. The other reason is, out of every five male, because I started out working with both men and women, and mm-hmm. I found that for every five men I got, I'd get one great client who transformed and looked amazing, and I'd have four that bitch and complained and questioned, and and I just got tired of it, and and it annoyed me because I had mothers of four who were crushing it, yeah, no excuses, just took it, ran with it, and transformed their lives, and then I have a guy that's complaining and really has nothing to complain about and, and he's just too lazy to follow, you know, a, a plan that I've given him. So that being said, I do still take men. Um, it's just a case by case basis. And I work, I work with a lot of, um, I work with a lot of couples, um, yeah. as well. Um, I work with, you know, cause then if they have the, the wife that's doing it, they're more inclined to like not question it. Cause almost every single time the wife is like on point and the husband has to just like, he can't say anything because he's like, all right, well, she's doing it and it's working. So I have no excuse. I have to do this. So that's like, I like couples because they, keep, they hold each other account, accountable and they get amazing results. Um, but yeah, Instagram, Facebook is, is where to find us. I, I um, just have a conversation. You know, I, I love to, to just talk about people's goals and what they're struggling with. And um, I find that a lot of people are struggling with with the fat dieting and, and with um, continuously being in that yo-yo of, you know, um, trying, trying one of those methods and it not working out, their weight comes back even more than before, you know, perhaps metabolic damage, perhaps hormonal damage for a while there. I thought I was more of a hormonal fix, like a metabolism fixer than a coach because I, I just focused. So I was getting so many women who had been damaged by the fad diets and I still get them Yeah, left and right. It's like, ah, oh, I tried keto for a while and I gained all my weight back and that sucks. Like that, yeah. that sucks to think that you're making progress and then it gets yanked away when life happens and you're like, well, I had to eat carbs because, you know, I, I, I lead a busy life and I wouldn't sustainable for me to just go out. I, you know, you can't go out to eat. You can't have holidays around the family. You can't, nope. there's so much you can't do when you can't eat carbohydrates. And so anyway, it's, it's, I find myself saving a lot of people from that, from that lifestyle. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I, I love just have conversations with women about it. Um, yeah, hit us up on there. It's website will be done probably in the next couple months and um, we'll have that up, but that'll likely be something like maverickbullet.com or something super simple. Um, the the program is both me and my wife. We, we're both involved. Um, I, I wanted that female perspective. Uh, my wife's amazing. She's 
you know, um, eight months postpartum already looks like she never had a baby. It's crazy. Wow. Um, she, she comes from a, a background in mental health as well. Um, so she's very passionate. We're, but I'm very lucky to have her. Like since I brought her on, the program has evolved so much. I'm able to do so much more. And um, we do live streams in our Facebook group every week. We do five live streams. One of those is women's only. It's my, my wife only on Friday. So I don't even know what goes on in there. I don't know what they do, but I hear it's awesome. Uh, so it's, it's, awesome. Uh, it's, it's turned into a really, yeah, it's turned into a really cool thing, man. Um, what's, we're, the we're what's, what's the Facebook group? Uh, the Facebook group, it will see it's Facebook groups for paying clients only. So you gotta be a member to be okay. in there. Um, yeah, no, I, we, it used to be for, for everyone, but we were giving so much value and doing so much stuff. We're like, this is, this should only be for people who are, are paying right. for this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I have a, a, a like a, a Facebook page. It's um, it's just Maverick Willett, um, okay. online coach. It's, it's, it's on there. Um, so yeah, it's uh, women's transformation specialist. I think is the the cover photo. Um, but yeah, man, that's that's pretty much it. This Instagram, Facebook, we'll, we'll be on other platforms as well. We're starting a podcast, and I'd love to have you on once Hell that yeah. gets started. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So I'll put we'll, um, I'll put a bunch of links in here um, at the bottom of this. Um, once this goes up to YouTube, I'll put links all there in the description um, so folks can find you. Thank you so much, man. I'm yeah. super grateful. Very cool. All right, my friend, I don't want to keep you forever. Um, I thank you so much for coming on and hanging out. Um, I actually have a bunch of questions I never got to, so maybe I'll, I'll have you come back again at some point. Uh, yeah, no, I would anytime, anytime. I, I enjoy this. I, I really, again, just grateful to you man I, I appreciate you having me on and um you know i, I feel undeserving but i, I appreciate you having me and, and having a conversation especially fellow vet anything i can do for you anything i can i can do to spread the word about warrior within and, and I'm, I'm all for it man it's, awesome. i appreciate you you're the best everybody maverick willett he's the man uh we're gonna cut it for the night um if you have any questions for me in for anything uh in the future um I'm a big proponent of, of mental health. If you have need help, anything at all whatsoever, definitely reach out to me. Um, email is askwarriorwithin at gmail.com. Again, it's askwarriorwithin at gmail.com. If you just want to chit-chat, bullshit, any of that stuff, hit me up. I'm there. I'm always there. All right, guys, thank you so much. We're cutting out. Peace. You've been listening to the Warrior Within Podcast. We'll see you next time. If you've got the to return. Awesome, man.